Hello, you amazing people. You're listening to the Marketing and Coffee Podcast, the show that brings you the latest in marketing, especially in the UAE market, with your host, Lijo Itoop. Hello, everybody. Uh, welcome to the podcast. Uh, in this, this difficult times, e-commerce is the business and the way forward, no matter which business you are doing, if you're setting something online, that's the way forward. Uh, and how do you adapt for that growth is something that we will discuss through this podcast. And no other better person to bring to this podcast other than Omar Rustam, who is the e-commerce marketing head for HP for the region. Uh, to give a little more details about Omar, he's a seasoned professional e-commerce uh, and digital marketing veteran. He has worked in organizations like Microsoft, Nokia, Starcom before joining HP, where today he is a part of the worldwide set of expertise for digital partner enablement for Middle East and Africa. So in his current role, he leads e-commerce in business development. Very interesting. You would love to hear how he is able to convert business from uh, offline play. Overseeing performance marketing, traffic optimization, and content management for both commercial and consumer business for print and PC categories. Uh, this would be of uh, interest for all the business owners out there. Is he works with Middle East retailers to deliver marketing programs and solutions that enhance their omni-channel capabilities and technologies. Uh, welcome, Omar. Uh, so let's start with uh, how is e-commerce the hot topic? during COVID times doing right now? What's, what, what's your take on it right now? Thank you uh, very much for having me, uh, Lijo. It's good to be here. Um, and yes, I mean, there's, there's definitely been a lot of, uh, a lot of change uh, that we're seeing as the result of the, of the current uh, pandemic. Um, what's, what's been inter- interesting to see is that there are some businesses that have suffered greatly uh, under uh, COVID-19. Uh, you know, a lot of things related to travel and, and tourism, particularly. But then there are some, you know, businesses that have uh, that have boomed as a as a as a result. And you know, here you you have your collaboration uh, tools and uh, and so on. But you know, also um, you've got e-commerce, uh, which has which has boomed greatly. And I mean, if it's anything to go by, you look at uh, you know Amazon's uh, share price you know, before and and after, and you see that you know they're definitely uh, on the rise, and uh, you know, I, I think you know, it, it, there's a lot of reasons for that. So one is, people are are definitely self-isolating, so they want less exposure to uh, public areas uh, where they where they could you know possibly uh, get sick. Uh, so they're they're spending a lot more time at, uh, at at home, and you know, for whatever that can be brought and, and ordered, that's that's what they're doing. Um, and also, you know, it's it, it's it's the fact of uh, convenience as well. Uh, but but definitely, all of that has been accelerated uh, due to the to the current uh, pandemic. Interesting. So the early studies that's come from China says that the essentials have done much better than the luxuries items have uh, really struggled. Is your understanding the same here in this region, or has it uh, behaved in a different way? Well, I mean, it's it's uh, it's it's been interesting because what what we've seen is we've seen growth uh, across everything in general, even the uh, uh, you know 
the retailers and the, uh, and the group players that we've spoken to have echoed. I mean that, that that's what they've seen, and you you know you know it, a lot of it has to do with how people behave under quarantine. So while we've seen growth across like uh, so we work closely with Google and one syndicated and one uh, research that they shared with us is is that uh, across our categories uh, where we're we're in so we're in uh, printers uh, we're in uh, PCs. We're in, uh, you know, PC accessories, and uh, we also do uh, ink cartridges uh, for for printers and monitors as well. So across all of our categories, we've seen growth in search and interest uh, by Google, and and to a very large degree because people are at home a lot more, they're doing a lot more research. So you know, it makes sense uh, from that perspective. But then you also look at, you know, you know, people under quarantine. What are they trying to to do? They want to be entertained. That's that's definitely a very big uh, piece of it. And that's where you know, if uh, we use a, um, a tool called Similar Web, which allows us to monitor uh, traffic across multiple websites. And what we've been seeing has been quite interesting because, you know, you see time spent on Netflix, it's going through the roof. You see time you know spent on Twitch uh, for gaming, it's also going through the roof. And to a large degree, we're seeing that reflected in the business. So people are looking for gaming machines so, uh, so that they can uh, game and, 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 and pass the time. Uh, and definitely, uh, you know, purchases have gone up in the, in the online space. And to a very large degree, it's proportionate to what's happening in the store. So there are some markets where you've had complete lockdown, where retailers have had to completely pivot their business from you know, maybe 1% or 2% online to some weeks being 100% online where all stores have been, have been shut. And it's also, you know, dependent on how certain countries have, have responded. So countries that have said, for example, that, you know, we will only allow supermarkets and, and, and mass merchant type of uh, environments to, to operate, but everyone else needs to close. And that's where you see a massive shift into online for electronics, for you know all, all all of these other categories that uh, that don't fall into the non-essential uh, type of environment. So there is there is definitely there is definitely a relationship between what happens on the ground, and then ultimately how that manifests itself in the in the online uh, space. And and the two are interrelated. But the one thing that like you know we're sure of is that once you know uh, you know and, and I know it's like it's a little bit far to think of this, uh, but. But once we're done with this pandemic and you know things are uh, relatively back to, to to normal, I don't believe that consumers will go back to the way it was before. Uh, they have been exposed into uh, you know different uh, modes of of purchase, uh, and I think that is going to uh, stick with them. Particularly, you know, you know, you look you look at the the the, the older segment uh, of the elderly, where they're not typically associated with uh, with e-commerce but due to the to the fact that uh, covid-19 uh, they are at, particularly at risk uh, from it they will tend to self isolate and maybe gain more exposure uh, into um, uh, e-commerce uh, through that necessity so uh, i i do think that there will be some changes and it will be an, uh, a learning curve for for everyone to see how that how the how things change yeah, if you have a client, that's a lot, I, I tell this a lot of clients. People, even if they're not buying, they're doing window shopping a lot. So this is, if, if even if your category is not selling and it's not one of the products that consumers are wanting, but they're doing window shopping. They're all looking and researching. And at the time when they actually want to buy, 
And if you're not in the consideration set because you were not well prepared online, uh, it could lead to a loss of sales at that point of time. And we were just speaking before we started, so like how groceries have uh, kind of broken that barrier of online shopping, uh, which was there earlier. I think, and I think you're speaking to a lot of uh, those kind of retailers also on their uh, experience. Absolutely. I mean, um, so 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 two things here. I mean, on, on your first point, you're absolutely right. I mean, there is a lot of research that that is taking taking place, and I think one of the the, the mistakes that, that often happens is that there's a fixation with the bottom of the funnel, uh, the, the conversion. <laughs> but, you know, what, what a lot of times people forget is that to get to that bottom of the funnel, you sort of have to build the, the top as well so that you know, the funnel has something to, to funnel through at the end of the day. Um, well, for, for that, that's a really important part. And, and you know, content and reviews and uh, the entire experience is, is really uh, critical uh, there. And, you know, while to a certain degree, the current pandemic, because of the change in, in, in behavior uh, of consumers migrating to, to, to online and, and uh, for a lot of their purchases, that represents an opportunity. But that opportunity is lost if the experience isn't great. So if people are waiting, you know, several weeks to, after they filled up their basket, and then the basket arrives and there's uh, products uh, missing in it, you know, because the... Um, uh, the inventory isn't tied up within the architecture, then that's a bad experience. And people are less likely, you know, to, to stick with that uh, retailer once things open up. So the experience factor, the, the, the content, the research, all of that stuff uh, is, is really critical. It's not just about uh, the bottom of the, of the funnel, like you said. Uh, the second thing is absolutely, uh, grocery has been, you know, probably the biggest gainer as a segment. Uh, based on our discussions with uh, retailers and pure players, they've definitely uh, mentioned that that's where they're seeing massive uh, growth. Uh, I think, I mean, in, in the most markets, electronics usually tends to lead uh, the way, uh, especially uh, mo uh, mobiles, uh, because that's that's kind of an easy purchase to make if you go and you see it at the store and then you order it online, you're, you pretty much know what you're getting. But but the grocery people have, have often, uh, it's often a latecomer to the game. But I think in, in, in this particular situation, it's really accelerated. And that's really built on the need and the fact that there are really, really good uh, uh, providers uh, out there with, with a good experience, with good products, uh, fresh produce um, that, that haven't uh, disappointed. So they, they've made that, that uh, adoption uh, easy. And, and the better the experience becomes and the smoother and, uh, and easier, for sure, there will, uh, that growth will be... Uh, sustained and again to a large part we were we were talking about changing consumer behavior and that's something that that um, you know if the experience is good i think grocery will be one of the things that sticks with uh, consumers simply because it's something that's bought in, in frequency there's a lot of uh, items that you know it's just a no-brainer uh, and, and you know what you want uh, from it and then third is you know even uh, items where you might be a bit choosy if there's a level of trust established in terms of the produce being uh, fresh and, and good quality, then it removes that, let's say, obstacle or, or fear of, of not getting the best thing. So, yeah, I mean, as long as the, that experience is managed well, I, I see it as something that can sustain uh, the growth and, and, and maintain a positive share. Yeah, so very interesting. My personal experience, like yesterday in, in, in uh, the printer and category, was that uh, I had gone to pick up some cartridges because my cartridge might the cartridge got over. 
And I really, I was standing there as a marketer. I thought, okay, uh, I'm sure this this has gone through the roof because everybody is printing at home because everybody's studying at home. People have not had printers at home. Uh, are buying printers. Uh, people's cartridges use them. Typically, I bring, buy a cartridge which only 300 pages to be printed. But yesterday, I bought a cartridge that 800 pages needs to be printed because I knew the printing has gone up drastically. Everybody's printing at home. My, my wife is yes. printing at I'm printing at home. So that's the consumption has gone up to a category that I didn't imagine before. So how has it been for your industry otherwise? Yeah, I mean, I mean, it's it's as you said. I mean, we're seeing a uh, a, a shift in uh, in behavior because as people are, you know, as children are studying at at home, uh, you know, as their as parents are working at home, um, there's been uh, ultimately um, a shift in, in in behavior, and so uh, as a result, the way that uh, consumers have uh, have reacted uh, as is also manifesting that. So they are buying. Uh, their cartridges uh, online because they're studying uh, from home, and to a certain you know, degree, we also we are seeing people buying printers as well, because they need to prepare for the for the year. And I imagine, I mean, we will probably see some sort of seasonality around this, you know, because that's 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 how people are, right? They buy things when they need them. Uh, when we come to the back to school season, I imagine there will be a definitely a surge uh, around that time. And definitely, as, as, as we close out this year, there will be replenishment as we, uh, around inks and, and so on. But I think everyone, to a, to a large degree, which has been interesting, has been setting up their work-study space at home. Uh, and you know, I, I, think like, I think the one thing that everyone has in common with, uh, with uh, COVID-19 is it caught us all unaware. So, you know, whether you're, you're a student at home, whether you're a, um, uh, someone who, who, who needs to work from home, uh, you know, you don't necessarily have that infrastructure and environment set up. Uh, and then that's kind of where you go to the market to look for uh, monitors, keyboards, mice, headsets, uh, and so on. And of course, you know, given the current situation, a lot of that has taken place online. So besides the fact that uh, a lot of pe people were in the right place at the right time, in the sense that they had an online channel, uh, and the moment the, the thing shifted to offline to online, they were there at that place of time. But more also, I realized, as I speak, as I speak to a lot of people, that they were not at the right place at the right time. They just kept postponing the inevitable that tomorrow, like, uh, I'll, I'll bring my online play tomorrow. Uh, and they all and they all struggling now. So there is now fly by night operation that I've got my e-commerce site up and running. Uh, and a lot of the retailers uh, were caught napping, uh, especially. Uh, I'm sure they missed out on that whole strategy for somebody who wants to uh, go online right now and is offline. I mean, what should he be looking at? What are the things that he should be doing? Well, I mean, the good thing about online is it offers a lot of flexibility. So there's a lot of, you know, there's a lot of ways to reach uh, a customer. And it really depends on, on the type of business that you are, you know, having your own uh, e-commerce uh, uh, website. Uh, and, you know, that, that might take, I mean, now there's a lot of good tools that are really much plug and play. You know, you've got Shopify, you've got you know, a lot of providers that have really uh, evolved uh, uh, and, and made it simpler over time. So getting started now is not uh, so much of, a, of, of an issue. Um, but uh, it's, I think, more about having the vision and the right setup and knowing what you want to get out of it uh, and, 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 and um, 
what you're looking to drive as a relationship with the with the customer because it's it's not something that you'll ever build and you'll say okay now i'm done you know so my 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 feeling or my advice would be first to really take a step back uh, identify what is that uh, route uh, to, uh, to to market that you want to take and then begin looking at okay how do i then begin pulling together all those uh, bits and pieces together and and that's where you really have to have a uh, a short-term, mid-term, and long-term uh, plan, uh, and and to be realistic about it. So you know, in the short term, it it, it could be you know, okay, let's just have sort of the the, the, the storefront, uh, you know, being able to get product in, in in hand. Maybe we don't go with a huge um, selection. Uh, for example, let's start off small and, and scale our way up, and then uh, you know. The midterm could be about okay. Then how do we now look at how do we optimize operations and experience and, and and so on. And then you know third point is okay. Then how do we pursue aggressive growth and uh, and so on. So it it really it, it really differs. But I would say you know it, it it's important to have that kind of strategy and to do the thinking uh, behind to be able to build uh, and 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 execute on that strategy. Yeah. So so very clearly what what you're saying people need to have be invested for a long period of time. This cannot happen a fly-by-night, overnight success. This is a mix of experience, having the right kind of a UX, uh, leading to a good delivery experience, and then, uh, so I guess people have to vary that uh, if they're coming online, they need to stay invested because it's not an overnight success just because it is online, right? Hundred percent. I mean, I mean, what I would say is, you know, all the fundamentals that you're used to offline, they apply online. It's just, it's just, you know, it's it, it's a different methodology, but it is it is the same fundamentals. And I mean, if there's one thing, if there's one like specific thing that I, I would say is that the most important thing is you need to be able to put yourself in the in the in the shoes of the of the customer of the person who's coming to your site. So think about you know the browsing experience. I mean, how long is it taking for the page to load? Because people now, you know, they have a very short attention span. You know, you need to consider: is it is he coming from mobile or or web? You know, if uh, if uh, you know now we're seeing that most traffic is coming uh, uh, from from mobile. You know, it's 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 really looking at that that experience uh, side of things. And you know, usually, so so usually the framework that 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 I have for myself that I operate within, is I look at it in in, in four quadrants. So I look at it first in terms of uh, assortment. So uh, once like the, 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 the experience side of things is taken care of, I look at, okay, when this person comes to my site, is uh, he able or he or she able to find uh, what they need in terms of product? Or you know, am, I, am I missing uh, certain variants? Uh, do I not have um, the right uh, stuff in stock? So on. So that's that's the first thing is that, is that because people ultimately can't uh, buy what you don't have. So it's first making sure that that listing is correct. Then it's moving into the pricing. Is is from that listing is the pricing competitive? Can they get it, you know, cheaper uh, elsewhere? Uh, is it uh, you know available on on Amazon for less? Uh, so on and so forth. Who am I competing? With? So making sure that your pricing is competitive is is another key element. Then looking at you know the uh, the content experience around it because once people have decided uh, that okay I'm interested in this product it's at an attractive price 
you know, they begin evaluating uh, with be between it and, and on the other products. So having, you know, videos, images, uh, things that tell a story about uh, the product, of course, having this, the, the specs, benefits, uh, all of that stuff becomes uh, critical. Ratings and reviews, you know, because ultimately people are looking for validation uh, before they buy to make sure that, you know, this is a, a good product. So all of, all of these elements become critical within that uh, journey of, of decision-making. Uh, and then, you know, finally, uh, is, uh, like when, I, when, when these three, let's say, uh, quadrants have been addressed, then I finally look at the marketing engine because the marketing is just what gives acceleration. But if the fundamentals, you know, which is what we just discussed, isn't, isn't there, then, then that's a, uh, a bad experience. So it's, it's really having that full uh, 360 within the strategy and, and thinking about what kind of an experience the, 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 the customer is having. Yeah, so this is awesome. And I'm sure that uh, this is a very valid point for anybody. Like even if they have an e-commerce strategy, uh, we look at it uh, from a fresh point of view and also people who are offline to online to make sure that these four quadrants uh, are met. Uh, in getting this. So that's a, that's a very good summary of uh, how people should look at the entire scaling up of the e-commerce uh, operations. And also uh, uh, a lot of the challenges that a lot of business fail is like what this is that everything is measurable. So I, I, I guess uh, uh, to have the right measures in place, uh, right tools in place, uh, also would help uh, the uh, customer to make a more revolved decision making. Hundred percent. What I would say is, you know, most importantly, don't be afraid to make mistakes because this field, you know, is is far from complete. We're all learning something new every day. Uh, but you know, the only way you're going to get there is if you make uh, those uh, those mistakes. So um, that's 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 probably the. The best piece of advice, but always be learning. And you know, a big part of learning is 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 that you have to be tracking because you can't really learn what from something that isn't tracked. So, make sure that you have um, you know the right tracking set up uh, that you're measuring uh, every every type of optimization, every type of adaptation that you're doing. Uh, but don't be afraid uh, to make a to, to make a mistake. That's actually a learning opportunity. Uh, I wouldn't call it a mistake. Yeah, great. So excellent. So, uh, so I, I, I guess uh, we uh, are in a new phase of life where something uh, very exciting for an e-commerce marketeer and a general marketeer for sure. Uh, and it's very exciting times for anybody. But yes, a uh, lot of the businesses have to redefine themselves. And I think uh, Omar, you've got amazing uh, pointers to how people should look at uh, when they go e-commerce. Uh, and I think it's going to help a lot of them. And make them plan uh, better way. Uh, yeah, that's amazing insight uh, and very well said. Uh, you have to make mistakes, you will make mistakes and the only way to know that you're making mistakes and keep reinventing yourself is make sure it's trackable. So we discussed a lot of things. We discussed uh, on an overall level how the e-commerce business is affected or is doing well, which are the industries that is doing well, how very specific to your business, uh, HP is doing well and the consumer behavioral changes how the four quadrants helps people to streamline the way they're going to measure or look at scaling up. And we know that the measurement is an important part of the business. So it's very exciting times for you as a e-commerce marketeer. And I'm sure there are lots of e-commerce marketeer, e-commerce business owners who are looking for some uh, plans on how to scale up. So how would you like to summarize? What are the things that they should 
like say that okay, these are the things that I should go ahead and do. Uh, sh sure. I mean, we've, we've talked, I mean, quite a bit about uh, some points, but I think there are some in my mind that, uh, that stand out as, uh, uh, as key you know, to, uh, to, uh, to, uh, on starting uh, on e-commerce and really guiding uh, how uh, the approach happens. So the first I'd probably start with is really revisiting the, the, the objectives of why uh, going online. Because if you're moving into the online space or even if you're established there, um, the guiding principle or the North Star uh, principle should always be the objectives that you're trying to drive. Right. So it's really about revisiting the objectives of why, why online, because then that really guides your, your strategy that you're going to build uh, eventually. So it's, it, it's, it's a very important thing to figure out uh, at the beginning. And, you know, you might not even get it right in the, in the beginning. You might need to pivot at, at some point and that's fine, but you should always be guided uh, you know, by, by, by a principle. There should always be a North Star that you're aiming uh, towards. So um, once, once you've understood what that objective is, then you begin to plot the best way to get there, uh, the, the best route to market. Because online, there's a lot of different ways of, of, of reaching to consumers. So you can build your own uh, website and e-commerce platform and be a direct-to-consumer type of brand. Uh, or you know you could uh, go into the online retail uh, model where you're selling to, to to online retailers who are then selling your product to their uh, customers. Uh, um, or there's even you know becoming a marketplace uh, seller. So they offer a lot of different routes uh, to market, and you know they have different advantages depending on on what you're really trying to uh, to achieve as a brand. Uh, so. I mean, when we talk about direct-to-consumer, it's more of an experiential approach. Uh, marketplace, you know, it, it kind of gives you the spread to be on different platforms and, uh, and, and sell in a lot of different places and try to maximize revenue. So again, I mean, going back to the objective and then identifying the best way to get there, uh, I, I'd say those are two uh, key uh, principles. Then moving into the third is around uh, having those short-term, mid-term, and long-term goals because as you evolve in the online space, those will invariably change. But again, I mean, uh, planning is, is, is really key to keep you centered and, and, and guided in terms of uh, growing your business. So it's key to really think about, okay, in the short term, what am I trying to you know, achieve? Am I trying to lay the foundation? Am I trying to you know, um, learn uh, about uh, the, uh, the business? Uh, what, what, what exactly am I trying to do in, in the short term? Then in the midterm, you know, uh, is it that I'm looking to scale? Do I need to hit a certain you know, revenue number? What am, I, what am I gunning for in the, in the midterm so I feel a bit more comfortable? And then you know, really the long-term plan of you know, uh, what, what, what will look like success uh, ultimately? Uh, what's, what's sort of the, the, the big thing that, that, that I want to achieve maybe a year or two down the line? So having, uh, having that kind of uh, planning and, uh, and process kind of keeps you centered as you, as you evolve and as you grow uh, in the space. Uh, fourth, and, and I'd say this is a really, really important uh, uh, one, is don't be afraid of making mistakes because this is an ever-evolving space. Um, and you know, mistakes is always an opportunity to learn. And, in, and when it comes to online specifically, we're all uh, students here. We're all learning. 
uh, this is by, f I mean, by far, uh, very far from a finished uh, uh, ecosystem. So learning uh, is, is very important to, 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 to adapt and mistakes really provide that foundation of optimizing and, uh, and carrying that learning forward for the future. Uh, number number five, and, and for me, this is probably the most important uh, one, is always putting yourself in the customer's uh, shoes. Uh, because ultimately, I mean, when, when I look at all the big uh, companies, the successful companies, um, this is this is the principle that they wholeheartedly uh, embraced. I mean, you look at the, at, the, at the company like Amazon and how they developed a product like, uh, like Prime, um, you know, that that shows you that they understood uh, their customers really well uh, and they put them at the heart and center of everything uh, that they did. So really thinking about how it can be more, a better experience, how it can be a more personal experience, all of that stuff's you know, really, uh, really important. But uh, ultimately uh, we, are, we are selling to people regardless of what we are selling. Uh, and, it's, and it always will start and end with the customer, so having that kind of empathy, being able to put yourself in their uh, in their shoes, that's probably one of the most valuable things uh, that, that that you can do. And I'll probably stop at at, at those five, uh, but those are the ones that I feel are are quite important. Yeah, exactly. So if the customer is not in the center of the thing, then here if, uh, you have to be where the customer is and not bringing where you want them. So if you're um, if you're not selling what the customer wants, it's a matter of time before things start collapsing around you, and you'll see why the customer is not buying or something. So yeah, it's interesting. So thanks a lot, uh, Omar. You want to add something more? Yeah. No, no. I was just going to say. I mean, absolutely. You're 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 absolutely right. And uh, you know, if it, it could be, and, and and the thing is that we've seen very small things make that big difference. So you could have a you know fantastic site experience, you could be driving people and then you know the smallest thing of like having a delivery fee, then you know your entire funnel could look fantastic. Then they add the cart and then they see the delivery fee and they bounce. And you know, it's it's something that small. Uh, but then I mean that takes us back to the whole reporting point of basically tracking through the funnel and then that's how you sort of identify and also uh, like you were saying the uh, the the customer experience, right? But, yeah. Uh, but, but yeah, 100%. So I just wanted to, uh, to throw that last example in there. Yeah, yeah excellent, excellent. Sounds, sounds good. Excellent. Thanks a lot, Omar, for coming on. So I'm sure a lot of people will find a huge value on because especially now e-commerce is the hottest word uh, going around irrespective of the kind of business that you're doing, be it B2B, B2C. Uh, so thanks a lot uh, for coming on board and I look forward to continue the conversation offline too. Thanks a lot, Lijo. I really uh, appreciated uh, and enjoyed uh, speaking uh, with you. And I hope uh, that your listeners find this uh, interesting. And you know, as always, I, I look forward to our to our regular chats uh, on these topics. And 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 yes, I mean, let's let's definitely watch the space. It'll continue to be interesting for for some time in the future. Thank you. Thank you. All the best. Thank you.